How does God use adversity to bring about his purposes? We can look at Joseph Smith. He's an obvious one who had nothing but persecution from the get-go. And when he shared the first vision, it was like hell's gates opened and released minions after him his whole life. Joseph knew that there would be believers, but also knew that there would be detractors and those who would say he is a liar and a false prophet. He knew that they would kill him for it, I believe, and it was just a matter of when. But did that stop him? We can look to the earlier saints, the pioneers and their experiences, pressed, molded and wrestled through their lives and tough situations They emerged faithful, resilient, clever, and filled with love for Christ and God. Through their time of adversity, they grew like mighty oaks standing tall and proud. Thank you for once again joining me. This is Stephanie Colvin, and I am your host at LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. And this is episode 30. I cannot believe it has come this far. We have seen an uptick in downloads, many more people listening. We're covering way more countries. And I just really think that that is a testament to the people who are looking to supplement their gospel learning and living, who are looking for resources to help them stay faithful or even come to know the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So today, this episode is called Spring Forth, and I'm going to be using the latest conference talk by Elder Uchtdorf this month. On to a less extreme example than Joseph Smith. I'm gonna talk a little bit about myself, and this is what I try to do as always, LDS Real People Real Lives is be very open in hopes that the Spirit can touch your heart and mind and your soul to know what you need to do in your life to manage the very hard that we deal with and to use the gospel to reconcile the hard, the difficult, the trials and challenges that we may do as we are commanded to be, to be cheerful to have joy, and to be a light to the world. When raising my boys to become men, for a period of time, I was a single mom. Even when I remarried, I did everything from mentoring, to scolding, to teaching, to leading, and to loving. Countless times, my children would do something that wasn't right or needed to be corrected, and without seeing the benefit or blessing of the correction, they would throw an absolute fit, especially as teenagers. But after a time, they would see that through the disappointment, the sorrow, and sometimes even the pain, as their eyes welled up with tears, that I knew best. At least I knew what was best for them. Just like God, He knows what's best for us, but He is perfect. And I am so egregiously flawed, as is the intention of this experience on earth. My sons weren't close to their father for whatever reason, they just weren't. They would look for him at games, performances, birthday parties and activities, and he wouldn't show sometimes. And they just had to deal with the disappointment that was life, at least for them. 
They had to absorb those feelings and let them sit and then decide what to do with them as adolescents on into adulthood. They were covered in dirt from the entire relationship. They struggled, pushed. They were prodded by their father's tries of loving them in his own way. They were hydrated with a loving word, a smile from him, or even an, I'm proud of you, son, from time to time. Then there were moments of sunshine with their dad when he would make time for them or talk to them or even listen to them as they got older. Well into their teen years, they struggled, but there were droplets of hope for their relationship. The boys learned to forgive and their dad learned that he could do better as all parents do. Eventually, well into their 20s, that relationship sprang forth. So this ties into what the episode is this week, as I mentioned earlier, spring forth. Based on the Elder Uchtdorf talk, God will do something unimaginable at the most recent conference a couple weeks ago. We learned in the Gospel of Jesus Christ how God uses adversity to be the master teacher and to prepare us for what we are dealing with and what lies ahead. Did anyone else get the distinct impression that Christ and Father are being very clear about our future? Adversity, sorrow, struggles, challenges, all of this are part of it, and then they ask us to be cheerful about it. In Doctrine and Covenant section 61, verse 36, it says, And now verily I say unto you, and what I say unto one, I say unto all, Be of good cheer, for I am in your midst, and I have not forsaken you. To the world, that would seem impossible. But in the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's more than likely, but we are the unknown variable, whereas Father and Christ are the constant. So what do we, as sons and daughters of God, choose to do? Our attitude, what will that be? Our mind, what frame will we give it? Our heart, which way do we focus it? Let's talk a little bit about planting a seed. I'm by no means a green thumb, so if I make some errors here, please forgive me, but I'm doing my best to use an analogy. Seeds of every kind needs a particular temperature to be planted in. They need moist dirt to cover them and surround them away from the sun, like a barrier of sorts. Then they will need a lot of water to penetrate the dirt and surround the seed whilst the sun shines on the seed and nurtures it, encouraging it to grow. The timing of planting is so very important. The care and consideration is necessary to the success of the growth. And with enough time, sun, and water, the seed will spring forth. Then what happens? It's beautiful and green and luscious, but it's small and needs more care and attention. The roots start to grow too, and they need to spread and get deeper into the soil. Deep, strong, veiny roots provide stability and nourishment. Please make sure that there is room for the seedling to grow. It cannot be crowded with weeds and the like. Keep it trimmed and maintained around the seedling so it can continue to reach up and out towards the sun. I love this analogy because it reminds us of who we are 
and God and Christ's love for us as they are the sun, the soil, the water. And when we find ourselves in a dark place, and inevitably we will, it's just the nature of this experience, just like the seed, ye may feel as if you have been buried. And I often do, but actually we've been planted. You've been planted. The seeds you sow in dark secret places will produce fruit that is visible in the daylight. I like to think of myself as a papaya. I'm part Hawaiian, I'm tough, I'm resilient, and I'm sweet on the inside, buttery sweet that is, with some pepper pot to go with it, that's for sure. I know my husband would attest to that. Going to the book of Alma in the book of Mormon, chapter 32, verse 28, that says, Now we will compare the word unto a seed. Now, if ye give place that a seed may be planted in your heart, behold, if it be a true seed or a good seed, if ye do not cast it out by your unbelief, that ye will resist the spirit of the Lord, behold, it will begin to swell within your breasts. And when you feel these swelling motions, ye will begin to say within yourselves, it must needs be that this is a good seed or that the word is good for it beginneth to enlarge my soul. Yea, it beginneth to enlighten my understanding. Yea, it beginneth to be delicious to me. Elder Uchtdorf reassures each of us that the COVID virus did not catch Father in Heaven off guard. That's for certain. He didn't have to call an emergency meeting. He didn't have to call up additional battalions to address the situation. Oh no. Elder Uchtdorf states, Quote, God has prepared his children and his church for this time. Just let that sink in. God has prepared his children and his church for this time. He hasn't forgotten a single child that is or has been on earth. He has perfectly allotted for all that will come our way. Can we lay hold upon the word with such great belief to allow it to replace a fearful heart with a faith-filled, cheerful heart. Will we endure this time and these experiences, but we won't simply endure and push forward, I hope, definitely hope that we will thrive. Elder Uchtdorf goes on to say, and away we are seeds, and for seeds to reach their potential, they must be buried before they can sprout. It is my witness that though at times we may feel buried by the trials of life or surrounded by emotional darkness, the love of God and the blessings of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ will bring something unimaginable to spring forth. Now, do you believe blessings come from hardship? Does anyone remember the refiner's fire episode? How often do we hear that we are likened to that bit of silver that is set ablaze to purge it from dross? Then we have Elder Ugdor's analogy of the seed. Something unimaginable will spring forth if we but hold fast to the iron rod and stand our ground. During the time of Enoch, there were wars and rumors of wars, yet the Lord did dwell with his people. 
Then there was young Joseph of Egypt who was sold into slavery by his very own brothers. And he became a leader to the people who was a prophet of God, ever faithful and devoted. So why was Joseph of Egypt pulled and stretched so much of his life? He was being prepared for remarkable, unimaginable tasks ahead. He would be a blessing to so many, yet if he hadn't experienced all he experienced, would he have been ready for the tasks at hand? I do not believe so. God was there. He was there for Joseph of Egypt and the faithful, and he was there for Enoch and the faithful. He was there for Joseph Smith and the faithful, and he was there for the earlier pioneer saints as well. He is never failing, and you can always, always count on that. Christ too. I'm going to diverge a little bit from the talk for a moment um, that Elder Uchtdorf gave. In my life, I have experienced abuse, both sexual, physical, and emotional. Um, It seems like most females, women, girls have at some point in their lives. Um, At least the ones that I've talked to within my own little sphere here in California. Recently, I pondered if I had a chance to do it all over again, would I change anything? Well, I can tell you that I'm grateful for the veil of forgetfulness. And I know that to be true because I believe if I had remembered who I was in the pre-existence before being born, it would have pained me beyond what I could bear to go through my personal experiences. We all have hard, don't we? It's just the way it is. And it gets to be really hard. I also believe if anything changed, even one minute of my life, I would not be who I am today. And who I am today is devout and devoted to God and Christ. There are people that I knew before I came back into the gospel, literally who would not even believe that I live as I do now. I am a beacon of faith for my family who is spread out in the world with many different lifestyles and beliefs. And this is what each of us get to be within our own families and friends and our own little portions of the world. I am someone that can count on never faltering from my solid granite of testimony and faith that God has nurtured within me and Christ has consecrated with the infinite atonement. It truly is infinite. I would not change one darn thing yet. I wouldn't want to do it over again. By no means would I ever want to have those experiences again. Going back to the talk by Elder Uchtdorf, he says, First, the righteous are not given a free pass that allows them to avoid the valleys of shadow. We all must walk through difficult times, for it is in these times of adversity that we learn principles that fortify our characters and cause us to draw closer to God. Second, our Heavenly Father knows that we suffer and because we are His children, He will not abandon us. Think of the compassionate one, the Savior, who spent so much of His life ministering to the sick, the lonely, the doubting, and even the despairing. Do you think he's any less concerned about you today? My dear friends, 
my beloved brothers and sisters, God will watch over and shepherd you during these times of uncertainty and fear. He knows you. He hears your pleas. He is faithful and dependable. He will fulfill his promises, end quote. So many important messages there to help us to have confidence and trust in Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, the plan of salvation. God does have something unimaginable in mind for you personally and the church collectively. It's a marvelous work and wonder. He goes on to say our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. And this is why God gives us modern revelation. Without it, life might feel like a flying in a holding pattern, waiting for the fog to lift so that we can land safely. The Lord's purposes for us are much higher than that because this is the church of the living Christ. And because he directs his prophets, we are moving forward and upward to places that we've never been, to heights we can hardly imagine. For his ways are not our ways, and they just never will be. Never will be. I love the fact that they are emphasizing with great detail and passion and just devotion, modern day revelation, and that is what separates the Church of Jesus Christ from the rest. We believe the heavens are open, We believe that we can go to Heavenly Father in prayer ourselves, that we don't need a preacher or a minister to seek out revelation and inspiration, to seek out that heavenly knowledge, guidance and direction in our lives. And this is ever so important, especially during this time and dispensation of the last gathering of Israel. Things just might get worse before they get better. I, you know, pretty much we can bank on that. It's the purpose of this life to prove ourselves to be worthy of celestial glory. But this doesn't mean that we are ever abandoned, ever. We're never, ever abandoned. Remember, this is the church of Jesus Christ, and he truly is at the helm of his great church. Make no mistake, he has given us lovingly a prophet and apostles to lead us and guide us so that we may not go astray and abandon our mission. Yes, we have missions to accomplish. Going back to Elder Uchtdorf in his talk, he says, let's consider some advancements made by our Savior in the last decade. And I like the usage of the word advancements versus changes or adjustments. We do not have the fullness of the gospel yet. It is unfolding, actively unfolding. And so the advancements that have been made in the last decade by our Savior, Jesus Christ, who truly sits at the head of this church, have been remarkable. Starting off with the sacrament was reemphasized as center of our Sabbath worship. And then we had the Come Follow Me program, which was provided as a home-centered, church-supported tool to strengthen individuals and families. We also began a higher and holier way of ministering to all. And then the use of technology in sharing the gospel and doing the Lord's work has spread throughout the church. It's because of this encouragement to use the technology to spread the gospel and do missionary work that I am even doing this podcast, which mind you, I thought about 
for two years before I finally did it in March during the pandemic and the first shutdown. Even these general conference sessions would not be possible without the wonderful tools of technology. Elder Uchtdorf goes on to say, brothers and sisters with Christ at the helm, things will not only be all right, they will be unimaginable. And I have fallen in love with that word, unimaginable. It's like when he gave this talk, it's like I just heard that word for the first time because it took on a whole different meaning for me. And I know that God and Christ are miracle workers. And oftentimes when they have worked miracles in my life, it has truly been unimaginable. Moving back to his talk, it says, his work, his ways. Quote, this is the Lord's work. He invites us to find his ways of doing it. And they may differ from our past experiences. And this happened to Simon Peter and other disciples who went fishing on the Sea of Tiberias. That night they caught nothing. But when the morning came, Jesus stood on the shore and he said unto them, cast the net on the other side of the ship and ye shall find. They did cast their nets on the other side and were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. God has revealed and will continue to reveal his almighty hand. The day will come when we will look back and know that during this time of adversity, God was helping us to find better ways his ways to build his kingdom on a firm foundation. I bear my witness, and again, this is Elder Uchtdorf talking, that this is God's work and he will continue to do many unimaginable things among his children, his people. God holds us in the palm of his caring and compassionate hands. And then Elder Uchtdorf in Uchtdorf style leaves us with a blessing and you can just feel his love. He says, as an apostle of the Lord, I invite and bless you to cheerfully do all things that lie in your power. And then may you stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. And I promise that the Lord will cause unimaginable things to come from your righteous labors. I love that scripture that says stand still and know that I am God. This most recent conference really rammed home a couple of points for me in particular. Things are going to get challenging, quirkier, unique, hard, and even desperate sometimes. But the other side of that and what I truly understand and I feel And the very center of my being is that Heavenly Father, our Father in Heaven, our Father of our spirits, and Jesus Christ, who paid all of our debts, the ultimate debt, that we may be forgiven and return home. They love us. They are there for us, and they will guide us. All we must do is learn to fine-tune our ability to hear them, to understand through the power of discernment 
what we need to do, where we should go, what errand we should be on, what we need to say, how we need to stand out, and what we can do to reflect their light and glory in all that we do and the people that we come across in our lives. Please forgive me, no matter where I go in my house, there always seems to be noises. And you know what? Those are doggy noises, and I love dogs too. Um, but I'm always grateful for you guys joining me, and especially the interaction that I get on Instagram through my DMs and comments, people sharing things with me. Just thank you so much for taking time out of your day to brighten mine and to think of me. I love the fact that technology brings me so close to strangers, and yet we're all brothers and sisters, all coming from the same loving Heavenly Father. I wanted to share the lyrics in closing to the Iron Rod. I just felt it was so, so very much appropriate. To Nephi, seer of olden time, a vision came from God, wherein the holy word sublime was shown an iron rod. Hold to the rod, the iron rod, Tis strong and bright and true. The iron rod is the word of God, twill safely guide us through. While on our journey here below, beneath temptation's power, through mists of darkness we must go and peril every hour. Hold to the rod, the iron rod, tis strong and bright and true. The iron rod is the word of God, twill safely guide us through. And when temptation's power is nigh, our pathway clouded o'er, upon the rod we can rely and heaven's aid implore. Hold to the rod, the iron rod, to strong and bright and true. The iron rod is the word of God, twill safely guide us through. Thank you so much for all that you guys do to support uh, me and this podcast. Um, again, this is a work, it's a missionary work, and I'm just looking to help you in any way that I can by sharing myself, my faith, my testimony, and what I know to be true, and that the Spirit can speak to you in the way that you need to hear it the most so that you can stand your ground on your granite of faith and continue to push forward. And if you're curious about the church and you're listening, because you don't know much and you're wanting to hear more, please, please reach out to missionaries. You can go to churchofjesuschrist.org. You can find lots of information there. Um, and, you know, missionaries, you can also look up the local wards and branches, the phone numbers, leave a message, let them know that you want to talk to missionaries because missionaries have been set apart through the power of the priesthood, which is the government of heaven, God, and Christ. And they have been given that power to teach with utter truthfulness, straightforward, that will pierce your heart if you are prepared and ready for the word of God. As always, please stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And remember to be kind for everyone you meet as fighting a hard battle. And please know how much you are truly cherished and loved. God bless. Until next time.